0: Please note, the book we are about to discuss in this episode deals with some themes that may be considered mature for young listeners. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Reviews in Twos, where we review a book, movie, or TV show together with a friend. I'm your host, Nora Kalkman, and with me today is one of my best friends, Sarah Falk. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great, Nora. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to get into today's review. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So today we'll be reviewing The Name of the Wind, which was published in 2007 and written by Patrick Rothfuss. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I guess we should also mention a little disclaimer first. Firstly, this book... Oh, it's a book. Did I mention it was a book?
1: Okay, well, <laughs> it's a book.
0: <laughs> this book um, does not come with a pronunciation guide or anything. So, <laughs> the names and some of the words as well of some things we might have different pronunciations, like either Sarah and I, or maybe different from you who are listening and by chance have read the book as well. <laughs> and um the second disclaimer we will be talking about spoilers so how this is going to work is we're going to first do a little summary of what happens in the book in case you haven't read it or need a little reminder and then we'll move on to reviewing it in different categories now these categories are going to be a little bit different than the ones we've had before because before we've been reviewing movies and this is the first time that we are reviewing a book but we'll get into that later. The last disclaimer, this is one of my favorite books. So, <laughs> I am not entirely sure how objective this review is going to be, but let me tell you, it is a good book. Like a very good book. I mean, it's one of my favorites for a reason, right? So like, <laughs> oh, and something special about this book um Sarah you actually gave this book to me for my birthday yeah I did <laughs> yeah and it's been a great read so thank you for that and um... you're welcome.
1: <laughs> I can't take all the credit though it was given to me first by someone and then I decided to pass it on so
0: yeah well I'm glad you did and um, it makes it even more special that we're reviewing it together so yeah I like it <laughs> okay so the name of the wind follows, or at least centers around, the main character called Kvothe, Arliden's son. Again, I'm hoping I <laughs> forgot <find> that right. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, yeah, Kvothe is actually the only name we actually get like a pronouncing guide to. Or not a guide, but like a direction because he says it's Kvothe like Kvothe. And that's it! The rest, (laughs) we just have to guess. And so, the book starts with a prologue and ends with an epilogue, which we will get into later in the categories, but it sort of prefaces where the story begins, which is an inn. And in this inn, there's an innkeeper called Coat, who turns out to be Quoth. Now, somehow, a lot of things happen in the inn, like sketchy stuff, but the main point is, is that, um... There's this man who calls himself Chronicler and um, he goes and he wants to write down the life story of Quoth, because Quoth happens to be like this really powerful person that has turned from myth to legend sort of. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of rumors and stories going on about him and us as readers don't know exactly what happened but somehow he's in trouble he killed some dude or a person I don't know if it was <laughs> dude, but it was something and he's hiding out in an inn which he owns with his student Bast who's with Quoth, who sort of invited chronicler to come to the end but we don't get to that until the end of the book so spoilers um, <laughs> and then right so the agreement between Quoth and chronicler is that Quoth will give chronicler three days in order to write down the story and the name of the wind happens to be part of a trilogy so you can guess each book represents one day that has passed at the inn and during that day so what's in the book is whatever Quoth has related to us and so you sort of have like these two stories intertwining together ish happening at the same time you have one that's back at the inn which takes place as I said, over a day, and sometimes we check in for a chapter or two to see how the people are doing at the inn, sometimes <laughs> for a lunch break, or like another person <laughs> comes into the inn for drinks. And then you have the other story, Quoth's story. And his story begins... Alright, we'll try to do this quick, because this book, it's a big book, it has 662 pages, But it's a great book so we're gonna do our best but Quoth, he is part of a people group called the edema
1: rue or how do you pronounce it sarah (laughs) i say ra edema ra edema ra yeah okay no idea (laughs) we know
0: what we're talking about so um something that's probably important is Quoth has red hair which is like always use. it's always referred back to, it's how people recognize him, all of these different things. So he's part of the Demaru or Edmaru, <laughs> and um, he and his family are part of a troupe. So they have like a bunch of wagons and they go from town to town performing, singing, acting, juggling, you know, everyone has their own talent but basically the, the gist is they, they perform and they're on the road Traveling and that is the nature of the Ademaru is that they travel and perform and there are a lot of stigmas in this world Tied to being a Rue, (laughs) a Ruh Yeah, the story starts when Foth is like 11 years old and it turns out he's like super smart for his age a lot more mature sort of in the way of thinking and he's basically like a prodigy genius type person like he learns things really fast and he remembers things really well and as his family and his troop are traveling they meet lots of different people and some of these people travel with them, you know, for safety on the road and such. And so he learns different trades. And on one such occasion,
1: they meet a person called Abenthi or Ben. Let's just call him Ben. That's what Kvothe yeah. calls him.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we'll call him Ben. And he is a arcanist. He knows a lot of different things. He first piques Quoths' interest when um, some people from the town aren't being very nice to Ben, and he somehow calls upon the name of the wind. Now, what this means is that, It calls the name of the wind no (laughs) pretty much though yeah i mean so the the wind has a specific name to it
1: yeah Uh, everything uh, has a name to it kind of that has a power over it
0: yes exactly so and it's a little bit different than say my name nora or like a chair or something it's the essence of that thing basically and once you know the name of a thing, an element, a person, you can sort of like control it or at least like bend it to your will-ish. Mm-hmm. So when Ben calls the name of the wind, he sort of made it scare the the people who were bothering him in not a way that the wind normally behaves. So obviously, Quoth is like, "What is this? It's like in the stories and the plays that my troupe performs and whatever." And so he goes and he invites Ben to their traveling troupe, and it turns out Ben has been studying at. The University. In this world, it seems that there is only one university <laughs> as far as we know. So it's just called the university where people from all over come and study to be arcanists. Yeah. Um, and Ben was one such a person and he graduated. And so he knows a lot of different things and he starts training Quoth. Now he does this for a year until he meets a nice lady <laughs> and decides to stay back. All the while, during this year, Quoth's parents are composing a song about the Chandrain, which are these, it's sort of like a mythical group of people who are evil. Like, yeah, they're not very nice and there's seven of them And each of them has a thing so like for example one of them makes uh, fire blue another one makes iron rust or any type of metal for that matter and uh, different things like that and they're very like elusive. Again, everyone thinks they're a myth, a legend, a children's story. But there are so many different versions of this story that Arliden, which is Kvoth's father, decides to make a story of the most common threads. So he tries to make the actual story of who the Shandrain are and all of that. Now, at Ben's going away party, he decides to sing a little bit of that. But not the whole thing because it's not finished and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> turns out that was probably not a smart idea. The Shandrein come and they kill everyone in the troop. They do not kill Kvoth. firstly because he wasn't there at the beginning. He was off in the woods playing as a 12 year old boy does. Uh-huh. And uh, he came back and he meets the Shandrein, the people from the stories are real and they've just killed everyone he knows and loves so that's traumatizing and for some reason they don't kill him i think because they were like spooked off by something which might be the emir but that's speculation for a different time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, and so then Kvothe is a sad 12 year old boy who is deeply traumatized and he like plays the lute and whatever and the song which <laughs> which he was taught by his dad and blah blah blah. This happens until uh, the lute sort of breaks until the point where he can't play it anymore. So then he goes to a big city and this big city is Tarbeen. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> and in Tarbin, he spends three years. He has no family, which means he has no money, no skills. He's literally 12 years old when he gets there, and he has to survive on his wits and, you know, whatever he can find. So, begging, you know, um, stealing, whatever. Um, But it's clear, like, he is a a young teenage boy. And as with any person, he has to learn these different skills. And anyway, to uh, cut a long story short, (laughs) and we're only at the beginning. (laughs) um, He hears about this person who is a storyteller. And he goes and he asks for the story of some person who turns out to be linked to the Chandrain, and then Mm. basically he remembers about the University which was a place he already wanted to go because he heard about it from Ben and I mean as we said he's like a genius and he um, knows he can learn really fast and stuff and he basically just wants to like know everything he's a very curious child so He remembers the university and he's like, oh, maybe I can learn about the truth of the Chandrain and the origins and blah, 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 blah. So he decides to go. He goes to the university. Somehow he gets enough money to get there because he literally, he literally has nothing. Um, But with some shenanigans, (laughs) he gets, you know, some shoes and a good pair of clothes and he gets to the university and he dazzles the professors or they call them masters in the book and he gets in and um they sort of give him the equivalent to a scholarship but not really (laughs) because it is like a fantasy world and blah 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 but the point is he gets in and he starts learning all these different things so I think there are three main reasons why Kvothe wanted to go to the um, university. The first was, of course, the name of the wind. That's what sparked him to learn under Ben and led him to know about yeah the university. The second was its books. Kvothe loves books. And so Ben told him about the archives at the university, which is this huge building filled with like Billions of books, like literally billions. And so that's the second thing. And then the third thing, probably the most important, is the Chandrain, which killed his family. And he's like, well, at the university, I get to learn stuff. There's the archives, a bunch of books which have to, you know, somehow have some sort of information about these Chandrain people. And so he goes and he learns and he gets, uh, you know, a few friends. He eventually finds another loot and he starts playing and he's, like, very good at it. Um, like, very good. And so a whole thing happens with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Can I just interject? Did you mention Denna?
0: Oh, yes. I, w- <laughs> I was gonna get to there, but it- it's probably gonna take a while so you can...
1: Oh, I was just going to say that the first time we hear of Denna, who is a central character to this book as well, is when both is traveling to the university. They travel together with the same group, and that's the first time that they interact. And we'll talk more about Denna later. Ooh, another mystery to (laughs) think about. Sorry, Nora. Exactly. No, no. Yes. So
0: at the university, he gets into this, like, really well-established it's not really like a tavern but it's some sort of building where people come to listen to music and drink um so yeah and only very well respected musicians or very talented musicians can go there and play and Quoth happens to be one of them and it's this whole thing which we'll get to later because it's great <laughs> and he happens to meet denna there as well Now, Denna has been transfixed into Quoth's mind since they were riding together to the university. But Denna, of course, went to a different town. But now she's back. And so that's a whole thing, which we'll (laughs) probably get into (laughs) more a bit later. And then um, all of these shenanigans happen. Quoth is rising very fast in the ranks among the university students because of his very uncanny ability to learn fast Uh and his wit, and he gets into trouble a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Kvoth is, he's basically, he's almost penniless, living day to day, just trying to make the best of the situation, like he is poor, very poor. And then there's this other guy, Ambrose, who is very, very rich. And they form a rivalry. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And it's a very, very bitter rivalry. It's like, if I compare it to Harry Potter, (laughs) the Chandrain are like Voldemort, the ultimate, you know, big bad enemy. But Ambrose is either like percy weasley or dolores umbridge who are just like your average well not average they're like (laughs) evil (laughs) and annoying yeah and your most annoying people that you have to live with daily so that's ambrose and um, he is a large part of the reason why Quoth is always in trouble. Because Quoth is the only person who doesn't back down because he basically has nothing to lose. Because he has nothing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So that happens. And, oh, something that we should mention is for... Everything that Quoth is doing, all his excitement to being able to study the Chandrain at university, he's not able to do. Firstly, because he is one of the youngest people ever to be admitted to the university. Except, yeah, one of the youngest people, but not the youngest.
1: I think like the second youngest. Uh,
0: probably. <laughs> as far as we know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so,
0: researching the Chandrain is like as one of the professor's masters uh, put it, researching boyish fancies. So basically, if he keeps looking at that, people aren't going to respect him for, you know, how much he knows, how smart he is, but they're going to be judging him based on, like, fairy tales, basically. And so if he wants to have a good reputation, he shouldn't be so obvious. Secondly, on his, like second or third day at the university he manages to get banned from the archives the vast knowledge source that's like basically the answer to all of his questions that he's been dreaming about for like four years also due to Ambrose. So now he can't study the Chandrain except for like mere scraps. Near the end of the book he hears about, like, a wedding thing where everyone was killed and there was blue fire and blah, blah, blah. And so Quoth goes and he's like, oh, Chandrain, blue fire. Mama, I need to look. And so he goes and he happens to uh, find Denna, who coincidentally is the only person left alive from the wedding. Also because she was in the woods at just the right time. And um, yeah, they have a whole adventure there. They confirm that it is the Shandrain and then Quoth goes back to the university and all seems well, sort of. But at the very end, somehow Ambrose manages to get Quoth's loot, which is like the most precious thing to him. It's a very old and battered loot, but it's like, The thing that keeps him sane almost. That's how important music is to him. It's like a part of him. And Ambrose gets the lute and somehow he breaks the lute. And Quoth is very angry at this, so much so that he is able to call the name of the wind and knock Ambrose over, like somehow. Quoth doesn't know he did this. But the master namer, the professor of naming, does know this, and so he's like, "Oh, now we're gonna have to teach you some naming," <laughs> which is basically all Quoth has ever wanted. Well, not all the Quoth has ever wanted, but one of the main three things. And so, yeah, basically the story is driven by the university, which is like the books and the name of the wind, the desires of Quoth, the Chandrain, and Denna. So, there are these three, maybe five, depending on if you want to count the subcategories or not, (laughs) things that are driving Quoth. And the book ends at the end of the day when the sun is setting at the inn, and Quoth is like, okay, I'm going to sleep. Well, not really, something else happens, but you know, the inn is probably for a later time. Yeah. So. That was as short well, not as short as I could make it, but as short as I could make it while trying to put in all of the important things, so <laughs> nice, good job. Up. Do you have any thoughts?
1: I have loads of thoughts. um I would also like to give a disclaimer. I also love this book, so maybe we are a bit biased, but I also have some critiques, so we're okay um. <laughs> But yeah, should we start with like looking into Quoth his character and stuff? Yeah, we can
0: go into the categories straight away or we can talk about some more general things. We can go into the categories because I feel like this book is so dense with things that if we don't have some sort of a structure, we could talk all
1: night. That's very true. That's very true. Let's start with the categories. Oh, no!
0: That's all we have time for today. But good thing the next episode, where we'll be getting into the categories, is scheduled to be released in two days, so you don't have to wait too long to listen to the actual review. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Thanks for listening to our pre-review summary of The Name of the Wind, and I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, looking forward to the next episode. So exciting. Thank you all for listening. Special shout out to Leslie and my dad for listening and (laughs) encouraging me to keep going. Thanks so much, guys. And thank you to all you listeners. If you liked what you heard, please consider telling a friend. And thank you so much for listening all the way until the end. And as always, have a wonderful day.